welcome back to another Ball Things Considered podcast. I am here joined by my good friend and colleague, Michael Costello. What's going on, Sean? Two or three games left in the regular season right now, depending on what team you are. Yeah, we're uh, we're right at that final stretch, so we thought it'd be a, a fun time to kind of look at this Western Conference playoff race, uh, and we're just going to go through the seating, um, just top down from Utah down, and we're going to kind of go through and, and say what we think, who those teams would want to play, who they want to avoid, and, and what we think would be the most fun matchup, um, just from a viewer's standpoint. Um, so we're going to start with Utah. Uh, I guess I, I should point out really quick, uh, we're kind of icing the Memphis Grizzlies and San Antonio Spurs and yeah. the Sacramento Kings from this conversation. Um, sorry, Kings, Spurs, yeah. uh, Grizzlies fans. I'd say especially Grizzlies fans. Uh, but for the purpose of this, we're just going to kind of assume the Warriors make it out just because, you know, Utah and Phoenix are going to obviously want to play San Antonio. Yeah, time. that'd be a boring exercise if we picked the, like, the Kings or the Spurs. Like, if they were in the pool, every single team is going to prefer them to Steph Curry or LeBron James. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we figured uh, we're just going to, you know, not touch on those guy, those teams and... Um, I'm sure we'll do some more playoff pods uh, later. Still, still pulling for you guys. I love DeMar DeRozan. I love the Grizzlies as a whole. I love anarchy. So I want y'all to win, just simplicity's sake. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, we, we don't want this podcast going two hours. Yeah. So, uh, w- like I said, we'll start with Utah. Um, so the Utah Jazz in first place. Uh, they're for Over the season, they're first in net rating. Um, they have the third best offense, the fourth best defense. Um, they've been pretty consistent throughout uh, since the All-Star break. They've got the fifth-best offense, the second-best defense, and also the first-best net rating, um, which actually kind of surprised me a little bit. I thought they tapered off a little bit, but they've seemed to, you know, kind of just been chugging along. Um, yeah, they've been problemless. I would guess that they've been the first seed, not just in the West, but in the NBA for two or three months now. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. And, I mean, Phoenix was coming on red hot, and we'll get to them in a second. But they've done a good job of holding them off. Yeah. Um, for for this, uh, if if the playoffs started today, and we're assuming Golden State got in, then that's who they would be playing. Um, but I actually think that uh, if, if I'm Utah, and I'm a Utah fan, I think I would actually prefer to run into Portland, which might be kind of a surprising take so for for utah i had them wanting to play portland who, who do you think is their like most advantageous uh matchup michael so and this will come up a lot i have them wanting to play golden state similarly constructed teams mm-hmm. the difference between golden state and portland to me is defense versus offense yeah so golden state i guess i'll get into it with the jazz example i think would be ideal for utah because even though the Warriors could defend them well, like mm-hmm. the Jazz run a motion offense and don't utilize as much pick and roll as really most any teams in the NBA. Yeah. Like they do it about the least. Golden State defends the perimeter really well and they're really switchable on D, which is good because Utah does a lot through guys like Boyan Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, bigger dudes, uniquely skilled dudes. Jordan Clarkson off the bench does a lot for them. So Golden State could match up well defensively, but they really just have that. Yeah. Their offense is so 
top heavy. I mean, there's a better word. Like Steph is a fulcrum, but Steph is like the entire engine. Yeah, I mean, so Utah's too good overall. I don't think Golden State could score with them, no matter what they're doing on the rest of the game. Yeah, this one was very close for me, uh, and that was that was definitely my big concern. Was does Golden State have the firepower really to match up with any of these teams? And I'm mm-hmm. not sure they do. I mean, um, obviously Steph by himself can win a game. Uh, the reason I actually this was the last one I switched. I switched back to Portland was um, I do think uh, they could Golden State can make it interesting from a standpoint of their. They play the best when they run Draymond at center, and if you can, um, and that's you know obviously a, a tough matchup for Utah with Gobert. Um, so maybe I thought just from the chaos standpoint of if they could pull Gobert off the floor as much as possible in the series, which I think Utah's probably too good to kind of fall into that trap. Yeah. I think they'll just play the way they play. Um, but if they do, then I think maybe you know that could cause some. Um, some variants and, and Golden State could could swing it yeah. and steal a few games. And that's a good point. I think these are the two clear options. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. to your point about obviously me picking Golden State isn't a perfect answer because Draymond can do that. And I think the reason I shied away from Portland as who they would want is because Portland offensively is a lot like the Houston Rockets, yeah. who we've seen embarrassed Utah like every playoffs, every single time they would match up before this year where they're not the same team anymore. Because they have so much ball handling and so much perimeter scoring that Rudy Gobert is an underrated perimeter defender, but he's the basis of everything they do defensively, that he just gets cooked. Yeah. Right? And he the game plan comes apart when you take that main piece away. And I think Portland's offense would give them a lot of nightmares of those. And they're not as good as the Rockets, so I wouldn't predict an upset, but... I think they match up offensively really well with Utah's defense. Definitely, definitely, they they can spread them out a little bit, and uh, I think that that Houston uh, comparison is actually pretty strong. And I didn't even really consider that. Yeah, but uh, these teams are way worse. I wouldn't pick either of them to beat Utah. Yeah, I don't think I'd pick either of them to go further than five. Like I, I kind of think Utah. Yeah, maybe Portland. I don't know. I, that's funny because I picked Warrior the Warriors, but yeah, uh, who. This is probably also going to be one that comes up a lot for these early teams. Who do you think they want to play the least? Because I have firmly the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, but at the same time, I have... So we've got two, who we would want to see them play and who they would want to play, like from a viewer standpoint, the team standpoint. I think that they could beat the Lakers. Nobody wants to play the Lakers. Yeah. But matchup-wise, the reason I want them to play the Lakers is because... It'd be so much strength on strength. Like, the Lakers play their game inside with LeBron and AD. They play their game with strength. And because the Lakers are going to be coming off of injuries and things like that, yeah. the best time to beat them is probably in the first round. Yeah, they'll probably when be the most vulnerable. Yeah, then, they need you know. tune-up games. They have less continuity and things like that. The series would be, like, really ugly and exciting. And if you're L.A., you kind of want Utah because it means you're the 8 seed and you play the 4-5 winner after that. Yeah. Which you would love to take a series off and play like Denver or Portland right now is the five seed mm-hmm. instead of having to catch the Clippers or the Suns right after. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's interesting. It'll it'll be uh, kind of inter- interesting to see if the Lakers play that game a little bit. And, um, 
Yeah. You know, that that will be it, tough. It, yeah. It, it's tough with the play-in, you know. Yeah. Like, it, can you really risk taking yeah. a play-in game? To play, yeah, to play that game compared to past seasons, you're right, is you don't just, like, lose two regular season games. In order to get the 8 seed from the 7-8 game, you have to lose and then have no backup plan. You play the winner of the 9-10 and just bank on it. Okay, so your ideal matchup was Utah Lakers. You hope that happens As a for fan, sure. yes. And like I said, I think from Utah's perspective, they want to play the Warriors. That's a that's a great one. Uh, I, I had Utah, Golden State, um, for kind of some of the similar reasons. Yeah. You know, I mentioned earlier where I, I would love to see that chess match of, you know, when Golden State goes small, does Utah overreact and try to match them, or do they just kind of do their thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think I might actually like yours better because i was struggling it's, i was struggling yeah. with a matchup for the lakers first round it's tough because the lakers are awesome against anybody yeah like, you want to watch the lakers so i used my like lakers bullet early so now where do i want the other three teams to land in my perfect one through eight uh and yeah i love that matchup b- before we move on to phoenix uh here just really quick I'm, I'm gonna ask you this about phoenix uh as well in a second but do you uh do you think quickly like do the Utah Jazz have a legitimate shot to win the championship? Or do you believe in the Utah Jazz? Or I didn't all season. Mm-hmm. I think they're closer to last year's Bucks than they are the 15 Hawks, yeah. which are the comparison everybody loves to make. It's just regular season, but don't have it. Yeah. I kind of do now. They've been, they haven't faltered at all. Like we were just talking about mm-hmm. how long they've been in first place. And the league is way more vulnerable than we expected it to be all season. Yeah. So all season, I was like, no, like the Nets and the Lakers and the Bucks exist. There's just no way. And the Clippers exist. But with the exception of the Clippers, teams have a ton of question marks. Yeah. And now that we're at the playoffs, there's no more time for them to not. So I'm higher on their championship chances than I have been all year. But I still wouldn't pick them. I uh, I'm the same spot. I was kind of like pump the brakes on Utah Phoenix most of the year, not because I didn't think that they were very good, but because I'm still pumping the brakes on Phoenix. Um, you said you're gonna ask me that question again. Yeah. Um. And but basically, like you said, it's like less. I mean, obviously, like props to what they've done over the year, but it's almost like less has to do with them and more has to do with like yeah. Lakers are banged up. Uh, Nuggets obviously no Jamal Murray. Even the Clippers like. They shouldn't have questions, like you said, and but they still feel weird and not bankable to me. For they some feel reason. new or yeah, yeah. question marky. Um, all right, yeah. let's uh, let's move on to Phoenix. Okay, so did you go first or did I go first? Uh, I went first last time. Okay, so start with the team that they want to play, and then the team we want to see them play. So I have Phoenix wanting to play Portland. Okay, and that's because. I just don't think the Blazers' defense will be able to get it done. Mm-hmm. Phoenix's offense isn't really better than Utah's, but they're just so balanced in different ways. Yeah. And they play really good defense. So the Blazers' defense would not be able to stop Phoenix enough, and they would need barn burners a lot. And I don't think they could get that on the Phoenix defense. Like, yeah. in order for Portland to upset Phoenix, or upset anybody because they're a lower seed. They need mismatches. And the Suns' balance and the Suns' defense, I find that a little bit hard. Interesting. Okay. I I, I went with the Warriors. Yeah. Um, and I this was another one that was very close for me. I 
slightly lean them winning the Warriors, uh, and this is a pretty arbitrary reason, but because they're so Steph-reliant, I was like, just having Chris Ball, I was like, I'll take my chances of him slowing him down 5% and like having to deal with only him as opposed to Dame, CJ, the rest of the weapons. I just thought I'll take my chances on like my best player, hopefully slowing down his best player. Yeah. Especially when my best player is a psychopath like Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, it's pretty interesting. They, they match or they've done very well against all the teams that they, uh, you know, maybe could play. They were two and one against the Warriors on the year. They swept Dallas. They've actually absolutely owned Dallas over the last few years as a Dallas fan. Um, they are two and zero up on the Blazers. They play them tonight, actually. So uh, that'll be an interesting one too. Oh, and I guess I didn't write down the record against the Lakers. Um, but uh, they don't want to play the Lakers. They don't want to play the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, another th- thing I thought was kind of interesting was so on the season. They're seventh in offensive rating, sixth in defense, fourth overall. Since the All Star break, they've been second in offense, twentieth in defense, sixth overall. Wow. Um, and I honestly didn't have enough time. I kind of want to dive into that that drop in defense. You know what that could be attributed to. Um, and nothing kind of came to my mind, like off the top of my head. They haven't been smacked by injuries um, at all. Yeah, you know, so, like, I, I thought that was interesting, and I don't know if it was they were overperforming as a defense early in the season or if, um, you know, uh, they've kind of they've kind of swung back. Uh, but I thought that was, you know, something interesting to note, and uh, I think their defense might be something I watch closely in the playoffs just to see, is this a legit, you know, top five, top ten defensive team, or is this just yeah. kind of another defense? Yeah, the reason that I didn't want Phoenix to play Golden State from their perspective is the the Golden State defense that I talked about with Utah mm-hmm. is Phoenix I don't think has the offensive firepower of Utah even though they're built the same way spreading it out yeah I think the Golden State Warriors like length like the Toscano Andersons the Wiggins the Ubres the Draymond Greens yeah all of that goes further against the Suns because outside of Devin Booker who's their best scorer. Mm-hmm. And on the interior, Aiton is weaker to me than Rudy Gobert. Definitely. So the, the things that Draymond could do to Rudy Gobert, like Aiton might have to retire after some of these playoff <laughs> series. Yeah. You know, like he could, I don't know how much I rely, or not rely, but can rely on or can bet on Phoenix's malleability, ability to play different ways. Yeah. And even though Utah's built all around Rudy Gobert, their roster as a whole has more different things yeah, going Yeah, it's so on. flexible. Yeah. Um, and kind of to the point you were making earlier, like, I, I agree with you. I, I have more faith in Utah making a run than Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, basically for that reason exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Suns are a little bit more... Um, it, there's a little easier like blueprint to stop them. Yeah. Um, and I also, even with the you know the year Chris Paul's had and and Devin Booker's great. Yeah, I think Booker's better than Mitchell, but um, most I, other columns are going to go in Utah's favor. Yeah, and I don't trust either of them necessarily to be like a LeBron, Luka, Jokic, yeah. like a, an unstoppable force that can just push you through any round. Yeah. Um, regardless of who's around them. Even if they got better duos than other teams, they don't have this ceiling of one guy. So who did you have as your 
or and you might have said this already. I hope I didn't miss it. But who is your most ideal? Uh, not like from the Suns' perspective, but from a just from to a watch. Fan. Yeah, to watch. Who who do you want the Suns to match up with? Golden State. So okay. I gave the Lakers to Utah and Golden State to Phoenix. So they're off the board if you want to put it that way. Okay. Um, because of the reasons I just said, like it could be a great series. Steph going nuclear, which he could definitely do, because mm-hmm. they've got good defenders, but they don't really have great guard stoppers outside of Chris Paul. Yeah. So matchups will be interesting. Like I don't expect them to throw Jay Crowder at him, especially considering the big bodies that Golden State has on the wing. Steph could go nuclear two or three times. Like Wiggins could have 35, Draymond could have a big game, and they could win three of them. Yeah. Like, I think it would be the best series. I don't see Phoenix in real upset danger for anybody except for L.A. Mm-hmm. Dallas is the next closest, but more on them later. I think this is the most fun place to put Steph. Yeah. And that's really what it is, the Steph show. I, I put, uh, so we we flipped. I did Jazz Warriors and I did Suns Lakers. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, I like that a lot still, Chris Paul. and. Yeah, I think Chris Paul and LeBron would be very fun. Uh, and ESPN would have a field day with it in TNT. Um, I thought it, you know, it'd be kind of interesting from the standpoint of uh, the Suns are have good depth, but is a little more you know, like both teams are a little top heavy with their stars. I yeah. think McCall Bridges would be fun to watch try to guard LeBron the entire series. That'd be a fun matchup as a you know kind of see. Plus what Jay the, Crowder. Jay Crowder and LeBron and have Crowder. so much history at this point. Yeah. They've been teammates. LeBron's seen him in Boston, in Miami. It would now be in Phoenix. So I think that would be a really fun one. Um, I think Anthony Davis would absolutely torch DeAndre Ayton, but that even still would have a little bit of juice from, like, the this guy's a star and here's, like, an up-and-coming big. Yeah. Um, I do think the Lakers would win that series. Um but again, like the same argument you made for the Jazz, like if you want to catch, if you're going to have to play the Lakers at some point, you're the Suns and the Jazz and you want to win a title. Um, yeah. You know, obviously it's not great drawing the Lakers first round, but yeah. it might be your best chance to eventually take them out. Yeah, because for the Suns, like you're on track to see them before the conference finals, but with the Jazz, you're not. Mm-hmm. So I definitely see that. Because if you're the Jazz, you hope they lose in the first or second round. Yeah. But if you're the Suns, First or second round? Give me the first round. Yeah. Give me them early. Uh, okay, let's... Uh, Talk about the three seed now? Yeah, let's transition to the Clippers. All right, your turn to go first. Okay, uh, for the Clippers, um, again, I think this is a very weird team. I feel like I should be so confident. I, I feel like they should be the easy finals pick, almost, from a standpoint of, like, just... They're the we, best team. We've seen them a lot. Yeah. We've seen them a lot. There hasn't been that much roster turnover from healthy. year one to year two. Yeah. Healthy. Um, I have them wanting to play the Blazers um, because uh, I just don't think the Blazers can hang with them, and I don't think that they have guys that they can throw at Kawhi and yeah. Paul George. Uh, you know... Not that Dallas really does, but um, I think they would rather take their chances against Dame and uh, McCollum than, like, Luka. Um, my biggest question with the Clippers, you know, which is kind of a holdover from last year, is have they truly solved this this playmaking issue, um, yeah. how they're running the offense, how they run late-game's offense? 
what's playoff Rondo going to do? Is that going to be a thing? Is he going to be bad? Is he going to be great? Um, and Kawhi and Paul George, once again, have had the two best passing seasons of their careers. And to their credit, they've... They really developed those skills a lot. Yeah, they've really developed that, those skills. Um, so can, can they keep that up? And, you know, what are you getting out of Pat Beverly, Reggie Jackson, the Rondo trio... Um, can they give you solid, good point guard minutes? I'll also add Luke Kennard to that. Not that he'll play point guard, but... He's got a little playmaking He's piece. got some yeah. playmaking chops for sure. And he showed that more in Detroit with a bigger role now than he has as, like, Lou Williams' replacement. Mm-hmm. Like, bench juice and shooting. Um, I truly think that they would maybe sweep the Blazers. Um, I could see that. I, I don't think the Blazers want to see the Clippers. I think that they yeah. could just trap the hell out of Damian Lillard and make his life miserable and they'd have so much size and length to throw at those guys. Yeah. Um, and I, the Blazers' defense is just too bad to make anything difficult for them, which I think is kind of the key to... You You have to make them work a little bit on offense. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise Kawhi and Paul George can just dribble down and take you know their mid-range pull-ups with with no one bothering them, then it's going to be a long series for anybody. Yeah. Uh, who who did you have as, like, the most ideal matchup for them? So I went back and forth, and you've pretty much convinced me that it's Portland, but I'll keep it with some parity mm-hmm. because I think Dallas would be still pretty ideal for them to see. I, I, I agree. So uh, we saw what a series for them against the Mavericks would look like last year. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think anything would change. Dallas is worse than they were last season. The Clippers are better than they were last season. The problems, I mean, you can attest to it more than me, what a Lakers-Clippers, or not a Lakers-Clippers, an LA Clippers and Dallas Mavericks matchup would look like. Yeah. They just are built with perimeter defense and guys to stop Luka. Yeah. Even if you don't want defensive player of the year Kawhi Leonard two-time, you've got Paul George, you've got Marcus Morris, you've got Nick Batum. You've got toughness on the interior with Ibaka and Subots, and they can bottleneck Kaluka and do enough against the helper just because of all the great defenders I just said. Yeah. And KP, I mean, he had a good playoffs last year, but in general is worse than last season. Yeah. And that's where the release to the pressure valve would come from with Luka. And Serge Ibaka wasn't on the team last year. Yeah. So that would be a difference to thinking that he could repeat his playoff success. And I just don't have faith in Trey Burke to do what he did again. Mm-hmm. Or like Jalen Brunson, even though he's gotten better, take enough of a step. That, I don't know, they're just tougher than the Mavs and the bodies match up really, really well. And are the Mavs that good of a rebounding team? Uh, no, not particularly good. That's um, what I think of is... And the, we're the, actually, clip, we're, the Clippers have size like seven ways to Sunday. And yeah, Zubats the Mavericks are gives Dallas fits. Yeah, um, the Mavericks are perimeter oriented, and I don't want to call them weak, but they have the opposite of like burly strength. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll jump in on that one real quick because I, I can already hear like I I could see like hear the grounds from Mavs fans, but they'd be like, okay, well. We took him to six, and KP played yeah. one and a half games, and we didn't have Brunson. Um, but my counter to that would be, okay, we don't know what KP is right now. He just played his first game. Plus, I think the Clippers played about as poorly as they could have played yeah, the, in like, that playoff series. More um, than I said the Mavs are worse than last season, which it's not arbitrary, but you could disagree with that. But the Clippers are so much better. 
like you said, that's the worst version of the Clippers we'll see play playoff basketball. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And the Clippers were the Mavs' nightmare matchup last year, and I don't think that people should talk themselves into thinking that they would be a good matchup just because the Mavs happened to push them to six last year. Um, I think they're still, honestly, probably the worst matchup for them in the league, pro- probably <laughs> more than the Lakers. I think I would rather run into the Lakers. I like the idea series. of the Lakers' last playoffs. Um, yeah, I actually think Dallas, in a weird way, matches up pretty solid with the Lakers. Um, obviously, I would still take the Lakers in a series. But, yeah. Um, okay, uh, who did you have as the team you wanted them to play in the first round? This was my only double, but it was also Dallas. Okay. Because the history yeah. and, like, we saw, maybe I'm wrong. There are reasons for me to think that Dallas could still give them a little bit of damage. It could be contentious. But I already thought the Lakers and Golden State would have more fun elsewhere. And history is really cool. And any series with playoff Luke is going to be really cool. And like you said, the matchup contrast is going to give us fun. Like we'll probably see, not that you bet on something like that, but ejections and technicals, you know, the fun stuff. When teams really dislike each other, the brand of basketball, like, gets more intense and that's what the playoffs are kind of all about so yeah i did the dallas mavericks so i did i did no repeats and that makes this one kind of lame because i literally just laid out how i think the clippers would sweep the blazers but i still put the blazers uh, just because partially because they were the leftover team in my matchup ones and also you know i think the blazers the dame paul george thing is fun yeah dame's always fun in a playoff series and i think the Clippers are kind of the nightmare matchup for anyone in the first round. Um, yeah. And, like, as far as just a team, like, Dame is just always good to, like, make a series fun. Even if they yeah. get swept, like, he's going to do some crazy stuff. Um, and I think it would still be fun. And Dame and Paul George would be chirping. And, and there would be some great Twitter moments and stuff like that. So, yeah. And maybe they're too quick. Like, we were talking about their best perimeter defenders. Mm-hmm. They don't really have a Chris Paul, like a pure guard type of stopper. So we were talking about trapping Dame high, like the Pelicans did to him a few years ago with True Holiday. Yeah. But can you do that with fully healthy Dame, fully healthy CJ, now fully healthy Norm Powell, and the spacing of dudes like Robert Covington and Yusuf Nurkic coming into his own gives them a little bit of interior presence? Yeah. That's the reason I didn't pick them and did pick Dallas in terms of matchup they would want. Yeah, they would want, is yeah. maybe Portland can really rely on the matchup wins they do have. That's a good point. Uh, should we move on to Portland then? To Portland? Oh, Denver. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Portland is the five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Denver's so Por- four. Portland's the five, so Denver's matchup as it stands right now is Portland. So, did I just go first? Uh, I did. Yeah. Okay. So... Who I want the Nuggets, I'm sorry, who the Nuggets would want to play, to me, is an easy one, Golden State. Despite the fact that they lack a Steph stopper, um, Golden State couldn't do a goddamn thing to Jokic. They just, it would be barbecue chicken. <laughs> yeah. Unless, like, Jokic left early in the game and Steph dropped 60, like, this series could be a sweep, despite Murray not playing. I think... Andrew Wiggins would have a really, really tough time, and he's who has to be good for Golden State to have any chances as their second offensive option. And it's tough for me to see him doing that against Denver, who's super not 
athletic in the simple sense of the word, but nobody on their team is a bad athlete. They're really switchable, and he's not going to draw Michael Porter Jr. all day. He's going to get a lot more Aaron Gordon. Yeah. And his thing is getting to the rim, which Jokic is a good defender, even if he's not a good rim protector in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. I just don't see any way that Golden State takes it really more than five yeah. unless something we don't expect happens happens and Steph goes nuclear. Uh, I did the Blazers. I will say, I think you kind of cheated because I don't think the, the Nuggets mathematically can play, play the Warriors. Oh, shoot. <laughs> but, I didn't even think of that. But but I'll out. I'll out. Uh, I went the that's, Blazers. That's for, right. Blazers are my new answer because uh, I, I like the Blazers better than Dallas for them. Yeah. Uh, and the Blazers are similar. Like, their best player is really similar to Steph, so... Exactly. And for, I, forgive my tangent. Basically, the argument you just used for Golden State, I would use for the Blazers. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think Jokic would torch them, even though I do think Nurkic is probably a better matchup defensively than what Dallas has. Um, just... I, I just think Portland just wouldn't have... To, the Nuggets are just too solid. Mm-hmm. Um across the board and I, I don't think you're gonna need someone with um with some 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 big star power to take out Jokic I think um yeah and I think MPJ would give Portland some major problems um I I guess it could get interesting from the standpoint of with Jamal Murray out you know could Dame and CJ just torch the trio of you know Compazzo, Montemoris, Austin Rivers, I don't think so, but maybe that's something. A good amount. Um, like, that would be their avenue to winning, I yeah. agree. And on the other end, they probably couldn't keep up enough. Mm-hmm. Like, they would have to do that and get some semblance of stops. Yeah. Which, the only really thing they would have is Robert Covington clamping down MPJ, mm-hmm. which is a tough assignment for anybody. Yeah. And that would be mixed with Jokic having a couple off nights. Mm-hmm. And Nurkic is really good. And Nurkic is a type of center that could do some serious damage to Jokic, kind of how we saw Dwight Howard in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Nurkic is better than that, but he's less pest-like. But it's tough to rely on Nurkic and expect him to be that amazing, even though I'm really high on him. Yeah, and He's been really hot. This is the matchup that I wrote that I wanted to see. Was uh, Denver-Portland? Yeah. And so, considering I flubbed the Golden State math a little bit, I'm kind of all in on it now. I don't think it's as easy as you say. Mm-hmm. Like, but Dallas is really tough for them. And can they see the Lakers? Yeah. Really? Yeah. The, the, the Lakers can get to five? I think they can, technically. But basically, that's not going to happen. Yeah. There's only Mavs two, ga- there's only two games left. Mavs to lose yeah. out. And Lakers would have to win out. And, yeah. Um, and they don't have tiebreaker. So, yeah, I mean, they obviously don't want to see the Lakers. <laughs> we saw that Western Conference Finals last year. So, yeah. Um, Yusuf Nurkic has come back in his past 13 games and has been... Kind of the guy that we expected, which is really surprising. Yeah. He's played maybe f- less than 50, maybe 40-ish games since 2019. In his past 13 since coming back, he's putting up 14-8, 11-3, 3.9 assists with over a steal and over a block, so 2.3 stocks total. And he's not fouling that much. He's not turning it over that much. And he's shooting well from the floor, and he's playing good minutes. 
He's averaging 26, but that's because they've been blowing teams out, yeah. honestly. Like, in the... Um, how many? Seven of those 13, he's played 28-plus minutes, which is more like what a playoff matchup would be for a guy that big. Mm-hmm. He hasn't missed in his last 13. Portland's won 9 out of 10. So, they're scary. If they don't have to play in the play-in, they're going to be hot and rested. Yeah, I, I would love a Portland-Denver 4-5. Uh, let me ask you this on Denver. Uh, do you, do you think w- with Jamal Murray out, do you think that? And I mean, this is obviously just like a kind of arbitrary guess, but do you see Michael Porter and or substitute any other Nugget you want that's not named Jokic, um, having the ability to kind of take another step in these playoffs and you know kind of have like a. Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, kind of emergence type moment. Um, I think Michael Porter is obviously the obvious one, but uh-huh. even like you know some of the wings they have and some of the guards they have. Do you could you see someone kind of sneakily stepping up and having like a, oh this guy's kind of ascended yeah. to another level as a player because he just had the opportunity. So the thing about the Nuggets' path is they're virtually lock into the four seed Mm -hmm. so if they draw the five seed of whoever it is and win which they'll be favored to do even without murray they're gonna probably play utah or if utah loses they'll play the lakers or warriors but i don't think the warriors would beat utah right so it's gonna be either a team that could beat them or utah so kind of like i would put their ceiling in a vacuum at the second round in a good series. Mm-hmm. But because they're playing Utah, maybe. I mean, they beat Utah last year with minimal Michael Porter, and obviously Jamal Murray had to be a superhero. Yeah. But now Porter's better. Now they have Aaron Gordon. Now they have Faku. So their depth is different. And now they have Will Barton, too. They yeah. made all that run without Will Barton, by the way who was their starting small forward and like a 16-point-per-game score and efficient. Yeah, generally one of the more underrated players in the league. Yeah, consistently. And he's only 30 now, so he's not falling off at all, really. Yeah. So, yes, I mean, the answer would be Michael Porter, and the other answer would be Aaron Gordon. Mm -hmm. We know that he's a great defender, but offensively, I think he could bring some surprising things. Yeah. He's only putting up 10 and 5 right now in the playoffs. Those will increase. 10 and 5 as a nugget. As a nugget, yeah. yeah. But that'll increase with load. And if somebody steps up, I think Porter will get more points because he has to. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Gordon will be the next candidate because he can handle the ball and he can play make. He's a pretty modern power forward, even though he is defensive minded. Yeah. Well, and, and the Aaron Gordon thing. Faku, too. Faku's getting better every week. The, the Aaron Gordon thing's funny, too, because it's like, typically, you get a when you trade for a player, like a good player like that from a, a team that's kind of like seen as like not a very good team, you would assume that this would kind of be their first run, but like Aaron Gordon's got experience having to put up a lot of shots in playoff series. He's got experience yeah. being the number two option on a playoff team. Um, not that those playoff teams were any were successful at all but just the fact that he's been there before he's about the most seasoned 25 year old you can really have yeah considering he's only 25 still <laughs> and especially considering if you make those 25 year olds someone who's never left the first round <laughs> yeah it's very <laughs> like it's very the, moment, the moment i don't ever expect to be too big for aaron gordon which is huge for like we said a guy that young and a guy who's never been on a winning team 
I have a lot of faith in Denver. I think them and Utah in the second round would be really, really fun. Um, oh, I forgot. I, I should say, uh, the I guess for my last ideal playoff series, I had Mavs Nuggets. Um, yeah, that'd I think be a that, lot of fun. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think in general, the Nuggets are still probably better than Dallas, but mm-hmm. um, I do think Dallas matches up extremely well yeah. with Denver. Um, That's why I didn't pick them. Like we said, they couldn't really play the Lakers or the Warriors. Yeah. They, they're they not an ideal matchup for the Nuggets if the Nuggets want to win. Um, and I think it'd be fun from the standpoint of like, KP and Jokic aren't going to play each other off, uh, so you'll get heavy minutes of both. Obviously, you're going to get heavy minutes of Jokic regardless. Um, and Jokic is a nightmare matchup for Dallas, and Luke is a nightmare matchup for Denver, so you could see some huge games from both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got you know the whole European angle of you get the two big European superstars in the yeah, Western Conference. plus KP. Plus KP. Uh, and also, uh, the Denver for... Uh, Boban fans, you know, the Denver Nuggets are one of the few teams that Boban plays against, like, every time and always plays well because it's so strange because Jokic is the best center in the league, but he's legitimately one of the only centers that, like, Boban matches up well against and yeah. can, like, play against and play heavy minutes. So I think you'd get... We saw him do that in the bubble, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's had, he had the, the game before the shutdown, you know, uh, too. Uh, where he went off for like 30 and 15 against, against New Orleans. Oh, Denver, not New Orleans? Yeah. Plus, uh, yeah. Jokic and Boban are close friends because they're both Serbians. So um, I think that'd be fun. And yeah. You'd get some, some, good, <laughs> some good videos and clips out of that. And it's probably one of the few chances we're going to see Boban playing like rotation minutes in a playoff series ever. Um, so I, th- yeah, that's kind of what I'm rooting for. He played Montrez Harrell off the floor a little bit. Oh, yeah, I mean, last the, year, that's true. The sixth man of the year, the first center to win sixth man of the year since Bill Walton. <laughs> and he couldn't even play in the first round of the playoffs because Bobby. Bobby. Uh, okay, so do you want to recap it real quick? Yes. Okay, so let's go with both of us say our ideal matchups. Okay. And then we'll switch. So, ideal matchups. Utah wants to play Golden State. Phoenix wants to play Portland. The Clippers want to play the Mavericks. And the Nuggets want to play Portland, in my eyes. It's kind of awesome, because we actually had a lot of... I mean, we seem to be in agreement on a lot of like general things, but we actually yeah. had some kind of different matchups. Yeah, I, nobody really wants to play the Lakers, but... Yeah. Uh, I had Utah wanting Portland. I had Phoenix wanting Golden State. I wanted the Clippers wanting Portland as well, and I wanted the Nuggets wanting Portland. You're so low on Portland. I'm sorry, Portland. Yeah, I'm high on them. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even realize like I was I was hitting Portland so hard. Until I, I only picked Portland for Denver because Denver can't play Golden State. <laughs> and then my ideal playoff seating, the one eight matchup is Utah and the Lakers. The two seven is Phoenix and the Warriors. The three six is the Clippers and the Mavericks. And the four or five is the Nuggets and the Trailblazers. Okay, and I, I had I'm hoping to see Jazz Warriors, Suns Lakers, Clippers Blazers, and Mavs Nuggets. Dang, so we had none in common. I mean, that kind of makes sense because they're the dominoes fall. Yeah, as you put teams elsewhere. But yeah, a lot of good variants. So yeah, the West is gonna be fun this playoffs, and not just past, not just the first round, past it too, because we didn't even talk about if these teams win, who they'll see. 
All right, so yeah, that's uh, that's all we have for you guys. Uh, uh, thank you so much for for listening. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Ryan Stansbury. You know you are Ryan Stansbury. Uh, sorry, I missed pickup, uh, but I had important things to do. I had pause to record. Uh, Go check out Ryan and Jackson White's album. Chasing Daylight. Yep. Yes. Uh, available everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, check it out. Title. If you don't if James. you don't have title, you don't like music. If you, it's on title. If you like peeling clementines, you're gonna love the song oh, Peeling yeah. Clementines. No, it's if <laughs> great. If it's you've great. ever wondered what could happen if cars could talk, I have got a movie for you. <laughs> Clementine fans. Uh, yeah, so, uh, follow us on Twitter at ball considered for the network. I'm at hoops, Michael, M I K A L. And I am at Sean Bush three S E A N B U S H like the prez. And then three, like the number. (laughs) (laughs) Besides the other threes. That's, that's everything. Uh, that is it. Uh, go Mavs. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you soon.